Welcome to Dominion Sonship Life again. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part of that which the Lord is doing and bringing forth revelation to really establish us strong in Christ, to establish our faith firmly on the foundation of the Word of God, to really place us strong on the rock that is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, which is truly revelation knowledge, that once we walk out this revelation knowledge, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, cannot prevail against us. And so we have another message today. We have another moment where we'll rejoice and be glad for this is the day the Lord has made and He has given us, He has given us strength through His Word. And it is do not be troubled or afraid. Do not be troubled or afraid. I have over the, the moment here of Dominion Sonship, I think four years now, have spoken on many messages regarding this and do not worry, do not let your heart be troubled. Um, and, and yet this morning, again, that impression was there to, to um, bring this again to our remembrance, that troubling our heart, fear, anxiousness of heart, worrying, it is not of God and is not the portion that we have in Christ. And as we have been talking about God is truth and open eyes and waking up to his word in those in those last few messages we have put our eyes on uh, the scripture in James about being doers of the word of God that we're not just to be mere hearers of the word but to be doers of the word and when we're doers of the word what does that mean that means that, that which we read in the bible we're to walk out without an excuse why we can't do it. If it is written in the Word, the Holy Spirit has given us an ability to walk it out. And so when the Word says, do not worry, and we are doers of the Word of God, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> not to worry. If the Word says, trouble not your heart, and we're doers of the Word of God, what are we supposed to do? We're not to trouble our heart. We have a lot to do with that. We make a decision where our mind goes and what we meditate and what we think on. We decide. We decide every single moment of every single day. Not your husband, not your spouse, not your best friend, not your mommy, not your daddy, not, not, not your lovely pet. You decide what you think on. And that what you think on, you are actually bringing it to life. That what you think on, you bring it to life. It won't be too long before all of us will see what you've been thinking about. Or all of you would see what I've been thinking about. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So that which we put our mind on does matter. And really would determine whether we want to be doers of the Word of God or just mere hearers. And the snare of just being a mere hearer is that we are self-deceiving ourselves, which is the worst kind of deception. Satan is off the job at that moment. We're doing a very good job in deceiving our own selves, thinking just because we heard the Bible verses, just because we went to a church service, just because we're good buddies with the pastor, just because my sister in Christ is the best prayer woman in the church, just because, just because, just because. 
I can live any old way I want to live because after all, I am surrounded by Christian company. I listen to the Bible verses. I read my Bible. But if you're not thinking in light of the word of God that you are reading, then you're being a mere hearer. And so to be a doer of the word of God is where we're putting to practice that which we are hearing from the word of God. And really the biggest challenge to the carnal mind is to not trouble our hearts. It is not to be afraid. It is not to worry. Not to worry. So let's go to John do not be troubled or afraid. I took that from John 14, 27, the New Living Translation, but I'm going to go into my New King James Bible, and then we'll look up the concordance there. John 14, 27. These are the words of Jesus. Peace I leave with you. <laughs> yeah, even that on its own is such a powerful statement. We have peace. We have peace. In him we have peace. He has given us his peace. And we know what his peace does. His peace speaks to the storm. His disposition of calmness, of perfect trust towards the Father. This peace that he walked in, that he had with his Father, he has given to us. So we can in turn speak to our storms and silence them. Peace is a silencer of a troubled heart. And so I speak peace into your moment, into your heart. Peace to know that you do have his peace already. He says, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. And I can put my name there. Peace I leave with you, Desi. And you can put your name there. My peace I give to you. Mm -mm. He's not holding back peace from us. He's not holding back peace from us. So if there's torment in our lives, it is not God. It is not God teaching us a lesson through confusion. It is not God teaching us a lesson through torment. It is not God, but it is a, a true reflection of fear in your heart. That's what John says in 1 John. Perfected love casteth out fear because fear has torment. So the torment and the trouble that you're experiencing that you're so familiar that at times it seems that's all we know. That is not God. That is not God. 
My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Not as the world gives based on a condition. Because really the world, all it knows is condemnation. If we judge ourselves by the way of the world, we'll never be good enough. We'll never measure up. We'll never have enough. The world knows lack. The world knows torment. The world knows trouble. And that's what Jesus says just above in, in, in John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Why? Because in this world, there is trouble. But we are to be of good cheer and to trouble not our hearts. Because his peace he has given to us. Because we believe on him. He is the Prince of Peace. Glory be to God. I sense his peace. Let's go back to 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What does that mean? You, you yourself, put your name there as well. Desi, don't let your heart be troubled. Means I can allow my heart to be troubled. Neither let it be afraid, which means I can let my heart be afraid. On his end, he has done it all. On his end, he has given us his peace. We really don't need anything else from God. What we need to do is align our thoughts with that which he has given us already. But no, we like to be needy. Because that is how we want to excuse our life issues. I need more of this. I don't have this. But you see, in this world that we're living in, but we're not of, all it knows is chaos and trouble and confusion because the master of this world system is Satan. But we've been snatched out of that demonic deception and placed in a brand new kingdom. The kingdom of the son whom God loves. The kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That all it knows is peace. 
undisturbed peace. Perfect peace. <laughs> wow. Perfect peace. In John 16, 33, he says, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Where is our peace located? It is not in the world. It's not in the world. It's not what the world gives. So I don't give like the world gives. With the fear of it being taken away. With the fear of it being lost, dispossessed, fleeting. That's the world. That's not our God. Very clear, he said in John 14, 27. I, I don't give as the world gives. And so often we look how the world does things and we just put those labels on God. No, that's not God. God's benevolence towards man is found on the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he so loved, he so loved the world, he gave his son. That whosoever believes on him shall live. Live in peace. Not perish in the chaos of the world. John 16, 33, these things I've spoken to you. He has spoken these things to us. Oh, I never heard his voice. Well, his voice is in the word of God. His voice is in the scriptures. These things I've spoken to you. I can put my name there too. You can put your name there too. These things are spoken to you, Desi, that in me glory be to God in him. Where I'm found now, my new residence is in him, part of his body. That in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Glory be to God. Do you believe what he has said? Well, yes, we believe. And because we believe, we are doers of that which we believe. We are to be of good cheer. Because our Jesus, our Savior, glory be to God, our King has overcome the world and because I believe on him I too now because I'm in him have already overcome the world I love my husband this morning gave me a little statement victory is an action of overcoming it's an action of overcoming overcoming how overcoming those thoughts taking possession and bring them down say no taking them captive, say, no, I'm the master of every thought, and I master every thought in turn. Who is mastering your mind? Who is mastering your mind? Let it be the word of God.
Take possession, take inventory of those thoughts in disarray that are really not trusting God, that are worry, that are fear, and they're not lining up with the word of God. Thus, thus, if we let them go haywire, rebellious thoughts, left to do their own thing, which is destruction, and we're not taking authority over those thoughts, then we're not doers of the word of God. And so we're mere hearers and thus self-deceiving ourselves. Hmm. Peace is given to us. So often we find ourselves in these storms of life or assaults of demonic lies. The first place you take dominion over is your thoughts. No, I'll not fear. I'll not be afraid. I'll not let my heart be troubled. No. I cast my care on him because he cares for me. He is my God. He is the shepherd that leads me in green pastures for his name's sake. He leads me in paths of righteousness, which is the walk of Christ in me, made righteous in his sight. Because of the precious blood of Christ, I am from above. I'm not from beneath. I've already overcome this moment because I am now in him. And in him, I have peace. That's how I talk to myself. That's where really Christianity has power in overcoming in overcoming thoughts that want to make you captive to fear and trouble. No. And the world has no answer to these thoughts. Highly medicated. Highly counseled. Highly tormented. We speak mercy. We speak mercy. Eyes to be opened to the truth of the word of God. That Jesus has come and has died and has given us peace. Peace. John 14, 27. The Strong's Concordance reads, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, that were troubled to be disturbed. Don't let your heart be disturbed. Don't let it be agitated, agitated. Don't let it be stirred up. Don't let it have uncertainty. And then it's, do not be afraid. Don't let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. And do not be afraid. That word afraid is to shrink, to be fearful, 
timid, cowardly. To be afraid is to shrink away from the truth of the word of God. To be afraid is to really not believe the word of God. And what does Paul tell Timothy? Let's go to 2 Timothy. I'm not quite done with John here, 14, but let's go to 2 Timothy. Glory be to God. What is our portion in Christ? What is our portion in Christ? Is it trouble? Fear? Just because we live in this world, is that what it is? No. No. How about you say no to it? How about you say no to fear today? Fear about tomorrow. Dread of yesterday. How about you say no to trouble? To an anxious mind? No. No. I am to be of good cheer, the word of God says. I am a Christian. I believe what the Bible says. He has given me his peace. Glory be to God. The master of the universe has given you his peace to walk above the storm, to walk in undisturbed composure in the middle of the severest windstorm you can ever encounter yourself in life. To know if God be for you, who can be against you? To know the good work he started in you, he will complete to the very end. To know he's your heavenly father. He cares for you. Second Timothy 1, 7. It's a love letter, really. I can say from a, a father to a spiritual son, Paul writing to Timothy, a lot of encouragement, correction, and a reminder of who he is and what has been given to him. And so here, Paul to Timothy in 1, 6, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, let's go. Therefore, I remind you to stir up, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not, has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That word fear is what John used here in, in, in chapter 14, 27. Don't let your hearts be troubled, nor be afraid. Afraid. Because like Jesus said in John 14, I don't give as the world gives. He has not given us fear. He has not given us the spirit of timidity. 
of shrinking back, of feeling dismayed and overcome by a moment. We are made to rule every moment. You and I in Christ are made to rule every moment. He's given us a spirit of power and of love. Love that has overcome the world. Love. The love of the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. God is love. God himself has given himself to us. That word power is dunamis, I believe. It's miracle working power. We're not left to fending for our little selves with natural means. We have been endued with power from above to overcome through the name of Jesus to speak a life. Light. To speak. Be still and know that he is God. Into every moment of your life to make that moment comply to the stillness of knowing that God is God. You bring it to compliance first in your thoughts by not being troubled or afraid. And at that moment, you're in the perfect peace of God. And from the place of peace, you speak peace. That is dominion. That is dominion. Dominion is walking in the peace of Christ. For you know you've overcome it all. No matter what your natural sight sees or your, or your, or your tangible senses feel and experiencing, that is to be brought into submission to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. How, Desi? By believing God. By believing what God has said about your life. By believing God. Not to be afraid. Not to be troubled. The peace he has given to you. Second Timothy 1, 7, the Strong's reads, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, that's cowardice, timidity, fear, to be afraid. That is a noun of the verb that he uses in John, not to let your heart be afraid. But of power, yes, that's from the word dunamis. That word... <laughs> just according to Strong's here, force, might, ability, energy. The word study is made up of, well, let's read. The word 1411, dunamis, is from 
1410 dunamai, which is able, having ability properly, we can say this is ability to perform. God has given us a spirit of ability to perform. It's the Holy Spirit. Ability, uh, ability to perform for the believer, power to achieve by applying the Lord's inherent abilities. Power to achieve by applying the Lord's inherent abilities. You apply the word of God. Power through God's ability. Strength. Strength to not be afraid. Strength to not be afraid. Strength to not be troubled. We have strength in the Holy Spirit not to trouble our hearts. But he's given us a spirit of power, love, that is from the word agape, and self-control. That word self-control is self-discipline, prudence, self-control. Reign your thoughts. Reign your thoughts. Be disciplined in your mind. Be disciplined in your mind. Order your thoughts aright. Back to John 14. I want to look at the context again of this verse 27. It comes right after the mention of the helper, the Holy Spirit. The spirit which he has given to us of love and of power. Spirit of might and intercession. The spirit of grace. The spirit of the Father. Let's go verse 25. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the helper, the comforter, the guide, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you, he will teach you, and that word I've looked at it at another time, it's to cause to learn. He'll cause you to learn. Learn what? His word. He'll teach you all things. He'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And right after that, he says, peace I leave with you. Everything that he has said to us has peace in it. That the Holy Spirit is teaching us. In Matthew Maybe one of the most popular Christian verses that most have on their fridge or somewhere else around their house or are very mindful of in Matthew 11. Twenty-seven. Let's start 27. Of course, I'm going for 28, but. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. These are the words of Jesus. And no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. To us in Christ, their sight to see the Father. 
as we behold the word of God, which is, which is Jesus. As we see Jesus, we see the Father. And here, come to me, O you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come to me, O you who labor and are heavy laden, who carry heavy burdens, anxious minds. He says, I'll give you rest. Take my, and this is, the next verse tells me what this rest is. It's really the rest of faith that comes through the hearing of the word of God, that the Holy Spirit is teaching us. And he show it to us here. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His word is easy and light. You see, we read 27 without following up and fully understanding what 28 is. Sorry, 28, and then we, really the 29 verse is what explains verse 28. We read 28 without really fully understanding that 29 exposes and expands, expounds what verse 28 is and comes back and takes us back to what Jesus spoke in John 14. That the Holy Spirit would take of what is His and show it to us. He'll teach us all things. And by us learning, we're entering into the rest of faith. To know we don't have to worry. We don't have to trouble our hearts. As we read the verses, peace enters our heart again. To believe God. To believe God. To believe God. Matthew 6, I have to go to Matthew 6 when talking about not troubling our heart, not worrying, not being afraid. Good questions are posed here in verse 26 of Matthew 6. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? What can worry do for you but put you in enemy territory? It will put you in, on a devourer platter. Verse 30. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Unbelief from where this trouble in our heart and being afraid stems from is not pleasing to God. Not pleasing to God. It's not pleasing to God. Back to 
John 14. Want to read the New Living of John fourteen twenty seven. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I'll read that again. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. The world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So don't be troubled or afraid. Philippians 4. You know where we're going, Philippians 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. So if we're doers of the word of God, we're to be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that he has so given us freely, a gift. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, not like the way the world does it. Surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the guarding of the peace of God over our hearts and minds, where trouble and fear wants to lodge in, the guarding of our hearts, of this peace of the, of the, 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 the peace of God does, it is dependent on us. <laughs> as to how we think. Because if we choose to be anxious for everything, we've said no to the peace of God which God has so freely given to us. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Well, I did already. I did. But nothing happened. How about you still yourself? How about you still yourself and trust God? And with thanksgiving, you pray, thanking Him that you're on top of it because you're found in Christ. Thanking Him that you have the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome this moment. Thanking him that you're not a coward, nor are you timid, 
But at this moment, it's facing you, intimidated by it. But you've got the spirit of the Father, the spirit of love, to not take the fear. Then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard, will guard, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We want everything to be put on God. We want everything to be up to God. And we do nothing. We can think any old way we want to think. We can say any old thing we want to say. Sound just like, well, think just like the world. Sound just like the world because our source of information nowadays has become, has become, you can fill in the blanks. A departure from the word of God. Time to turn those voices off and come back. Enter in the word of God again. And peace is there for you and I. That surpasses all understanding. Even as you're walking through a moment, you're on top of it. And maybe no one can understand your walk. God gets you because you're walking by faith. Because you're his just one. The one he calls righteous in his son. But don't go out in the world looking for peace. A satisfaction of your soul. You come out empty and lacking. And the worst thing, destruction is there. Let's go to Luke 8. Back to the parable of the sower. It sows the word, the explanation of it. These are the words of Luke that the Holy Spirit gave him. I read from 11 to 15, focusing on 14. What is the title? Do not be troubled or afraid. Because you want to be a good ground. You want when the word is sown in your heart, to be humble in heart to receive that word, to lay hold of the word with understanding, and to allow the word to mature in your heart, to bring forth the fruit of righteousness in your life, to bear much fruit for the kingdom of God. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. We have an adversary, the devil, Satan, that is crafty. He's a crafty foe. He's been around for over 6,000 years. He knows every weakness you have, how to press your buttons, how to tempt you, how to destroy you. But when you receive the word of God with meekness and you believe truth, you're not, you're not in his reach. You're out of his reach because you're dwelling in light 
truth is light. He can't touch you there. And that's why he wants to steal the confidence you have in the word of God. As soon as you hear the word, here come the naysayers. Well, be careful what you believe. Be careful what you just heard. You know, we've lived life a lot longer than he or she, the one that spoke to you, this powerful message of the word of God. And I want to tone you down, tone you down. Who's behind that? False comfort. Who's behind that? Satan. Guard the word that has been placed in your heart. Above all things, guard this word, this heart of yours. Verse 13. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. Very excited. Very excited. These and these have no root stability, godly character. Who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. How sad. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who when they have heard, they said they go out. They go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fall on the good ground, you and I, are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it, keep it, keep it, and bear fruit with Patience. They stay in the way. They stay in the word no matter what comes and gets disarrayed against them. They stay fixed with the gaze on him. They're all in the finish of their faith. They behold the word of God. They meditate on it night and day and make their way prosperous in God. Be determined today to not take the care, to not be troubled, to not be afraid, because that's how you know at that moment you have gone your own way and have taken on the care, which is how the chokes the word of God out of you. And there the deception of riches and the pleasures of life, they lurk, take you off the path. We are wise today because we have the spirit of power, dunamis. We have to see today because we have the eyes of faith, which is the eyes of the word of God. We are strong today. Glory be to God. I want to look at Luke 8, 8.14 in the Strong's read. The seeds that fell among the thorns... Uh, that thorns is a thorn bush, prickly plant, a thorn, a prickly situation, a hard thorny moment. Of those who hear, but as they go on their way, 
as they go on, that's what I wanted to read, on their way, not God's way, the way of the flesh, not the way of the spirit that is power and love, but the way of the flesh, which is what? Fear. No self-control that Paul told Timothy we've not been given that spirit of fear. See, we have, we have a big part in this of being a good ground for God. Due diligence is required. They go on their way <laughs> to travel, to journey. They go on the little journey. But no, another word for it is die. They are choked by the worries, riches, and the pleasures of this life. And they, their fruit does not mature. And their fruit does not mature. So worries, riches, and the pleasures of this life, they choke the word of God. Oh, I thought the word of God is powerful. Yes, it is. But will they be powerful in your life? You have a say-so. You have a say-so. When you find yourself in some prickly situations, in some thorny moments, where does your mind go? That's the say-so. What do you believe at that moment? And what do you say in that moment? Is really a testament of godly character in you if you speak the word of God because you truly believe the word of God. That word to be choked, to choke utterly as weeds do plants. Don't let worries be as weeds choking the plant. To crowd upon, to strangle completely, to drown, to crowd. Satan wants to drown you. He wants worries to, to drown out the word of God in your life. He wants an anxious mind to so crowd your thoughts that you're not allowing the word of God to speak to you. The which word, Desi, which is peace I've given to you. My peace I give to you. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. This is the answer. This is the answer to the question. How? When? Why? This is the answer. His peace you have. His peace I have. And we'll walk it out. We'll walk it out. And we'll not be troubled. And we'll not be afraid. And we're going to give God all the glory for every victory. Because we have learned to overcome it all. We have learned to walk the overcomer's walk. Trusting our master. Trusting him. And not looking back. But running this race of faith. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. We're done for this day. Amen. Amen. Amen.